各位听众朋友，大家好，欢迎收听今天的野外中文播客。我是麦老师。Okay, today we got a really、uh, different. We got a different podcast. This is the kind of learning tips podcast, but it's going to be a little different than the last one you heard. So today we're going to be listening to an authentic Chinese、uh, podcast about the outdoors and nature. It's called Chao Sheng. This podcast series. It's really Cool. I'll post a link just to the podcast series if you're interested. There's about ten episodes, and they all explore different ideas about nature and the outdoors, and they're in Chinese, and they're they're all really actually very cool. So, if you're kind of an intermediate speaker, it'd be a nice challenge for you. If you're maybe more of a heritage speaker, these could be a really good good level for you to listen to. And I encourage you to listen to all those episodes if you're kind of closer to the advanced level and to really push yourself. But today we're going to focus on a little bit different、uh, set of skills. So、um, last week we talked about、uh, different things that you can do when you don't、um, know how to say stuff in Chinese. You can do the circumlocution. We also talked a little bit about skills of when you are hearing lots of Chinese coming at you, and you're not understanding a lot of it. <laughs> so that's going to happen now. We're going to listen to this. So first off, I would really like to just emphasize how important it is to listen to full speed Chinese.、And、this can be a little bit difficult. So, in your experience, you've likely mostly had time in a Chinese language classroom, and that has been a very good, helpful environment. But it can often give you a false sense on what Chinese actually feels like in the wild,、uh, so to speak, when you actually go to China. Most people have this experience when they go to a Chinese-speaking country for the first time, and the speed and the pace and just like it feels like, did I even learn the right language? Did I, I like, I'm not picking up anything, and it can really take some time. Even if you've been like in immersion for like nine years, if you haven't really been in a full Chinese environment, it can be really challenging.、Uh, it can be really overwhelming. And so, I'd just encourage you to seek out more opportunities of of hearing full speed, not modified. Your Chinese teacher naturally adjusts,、uh, lowers the rhythm,、uh, kind of slows it down the rhythm, I should say, and they really kind of speak slowly, speaks more clearly,、um, is really sympathetic listener to you. And so it's really good every once in a while just throw yourself into this full-on、uh, Chinese、uh, speaking. And so these are not this podcast is not for language learners. It's just a full kind of authentic material. We call it. This is really what like this is for Chinese people. So remember that the skills that we need to work on. So when Chinese is coming at you fast and it's flowing hard and you don't understand a lot, we need to focus on some skills and strategies. Okay. So the first one is is to look for context clues. Now this is extra tricky in a podcast form because you don't have any visual cues, and that's okay.、Uh, they, we're going to give you some context clues here to help you.、Um, and、uh, the other thing is is to not try to focus on every single word, right? Like don't try to pick it out. Just start if you're not understanding a lot. Just focus on words you're hearing a lot of times, right? So. If you're hearing the same word over and over and over when they're speaking it over and over, and you're like, okay, that must be important, and then you stop it. In this case, <laughs> you can pause it and try to look it up. Try to write down the pinyin. Try to look it up in like a an online dictionary, like Playco on your phone, or MDBG on the、um, on like a web a web app. 
or any other <laughs> translation or dictionary software you have. Because then here's what's going to happen. You go back, you hop back into that this podcast, you're going to hear that word a bunch of times, and then it's going to really stick in your brain. And then that word is kind of just, you've got it. You've got it because you're hearing it lots of times, lots of times. So focus on the, the words that are repeated a lot. They're like, you okay, I hear this one repeating a lot. The other thing you're really want, going to want to do is not, again, not focus on every single word, but uh, f- really think about words that should appear with, with that. So um, if you're hearing and you know this is about a certain thing, in English, you have all this background knowledge you can rely on. So uh, you guys are all like really experienced in life. And so if you know it's about a certain thing, then you can kind of just have this web of ideas of like, okay, they might be talking about something like this or this or this. And so you can kind of be looking for those types of clues. So that's, again, a very helpful thing. The other fun thing you can do during this time is just really focus on those words you do know. It can be really, it's like a fun little treasure hunt, right? Like when you hear the word that you do know, um, then you just really grasp onto that and you that gives you, oh, that's a clue. Like think of this as like a fun treasure hunt. And I love that being thrown into a new country with a new kind of language challenge is just think of it as this big treasure hunt, right? Like, oh, I do know that word. I know that word. I know that word. And you're just kind of Sherlock Holmes out there or Enola Holmes, if you watch that. And uh, you're out there and you're like, okay, I got that. And I've got that clue. And I've got that clue. And it seems like they're repeating that word a lot. So I'm going to pause it. I'm going to look up that word. Okay, interesting. It seems like they're talking about fishing. Or it seems like they're talking about this. It seems like they're talking about this. And then once you get those clues put together, then uh, you start to get a few more words that you understand. You're like, okay, interesting. And then sometimes your guess is you have these hypotheses and they're wrong, but that's okay, right? Because then you're like, okay, it must not be that. Okay, maybe it's that. And your brain is really doing that, this process of eliminating and figuring it out. And that is so valuable for that language learning part of your brain. And it's just like, picture this like if you're lifting weights, like doing a few sets of extra heavy stuff, and it's really going to get you a lot stronger. So kind of picture that what we're about to do is just like doing a little bit harder heavy lifting, but it really can help you make big jumps if you do this regularly. Okay. The other thing I would just like to say before we start is that it's just important to listen. I've mentioned this many times that Chinese is a very musical language. Picture this like you just got to listen to the music of it and get the flow. Uh, you probably have heard, especially you immersion students, you've heard more bad Chinese than good, right? Because you're <laughs> always speaking with uh, kids similar to you, uh, lear- learning the Chinese. And so you just need to get the feel and flow of the language in your brain, like music. It just needs to be inside your brain. And uh, and it's hard when you only have one teacher and you have lots of other kids learning Chinese to get, get that that much and so it's really just letting it flow into your brain even if you're not understanding things that does not mean you're not gaining a lot from it right and Chinese would say yo show like you have a harvest from it you have this kind of harvest you will the, all of it's valuable if you're listening to a native speaker speaking to you the rhythms the sounds the flow the way the tones connect to each other right this is all just super valuable for your brain to receive and the more you're listening to native level speaking the better uh, your Chinese will sound I know that from personal experience I know that from personal experience but I'm not listening to Chinese often how my language kind of falls apart and so uh, I encourage you just like to not 
flip out if you're not understanding a lot and just understand if you're not understanding a lot that all of it's good right just let it flow in your brain your brain is going to be processing the musical rhythm sound part of this okay so just a few quick things i'm going to give you a few context clues before we start and then i'm going to hop back in in a little bit um Okay, we are listening to, um, and again, this is a cool cult- cultural context that you maybe haven't heard of before. In the island of Taiwan, there are these interesting groups that are Aboriginal groups in Taiwan. And so they're very similar to kind of like the Native Americans here. There's a lot of similarities, and they do have tribes. And so this is probably not something that you've maybe heard of very much before, but if you go to Taiwan, and especially on these kind of east coasts and in the mountains, there are these different tribes and they, they speak Chinese and you'll hear this guy speaking Chinese, but he has a very different perspective than maybe a traditional Chinese uh, person would. He is from a tribe, it's called the Bunongzu. Uh, and there's lots of different tribes in Taiwan, but these are very mountainous people. And so you're gonna hear this word, I'm gonna give you a few. Buluo uh, means tribe. And so, and then the Bunong Zhu, that's the, his tribe specifically. So Zhu is a, is a group. And so that would be like kind of a, a group uh, to the Bunong Zhu. And so uh, you're going to hear in this that this guy is a singer. He's a singer. And so that's a ge show, ge show, and a, a singing hand. That's what they say. So he's a singer. So look out for that word, ge show. And then Bu Luo is a tribe. Bunongzu is his specific tribe. That's what they call it. That'd be like the equivalent of saying like the Shoshone tribe uh, or, you know, the, the Blackfoot Indians or the Apache, uh, those types of things, Navajo. So he's the Bunongzu. And uh, you're going to hear this word a lot. Um, ziran. Ziran. Maybe you know that one. That means nature. And in this first section you're going to listen to, this guy, um, he's, he's going to say... His tribe doesn't really have a concept. They don't have the word nature in their native language, which is really interesting. He's like, oh, we just have, there's not something that's separate called nature. It's just, it's the trees and the mountains. He's like, there's not this separate thing called nature to us. It's just like the place where we are. There's not this thing we go out to um, in nature. Ziran, you'll hear them talk about that word. Listen for that, like a little clue. And then the other one um, they talk about is da lie, and lie ren, that's a hunter. A da lie is to hunt, and lie ren, lie ren is a hunter. And that's another thing, interesting thing he says in here is like, we don't really have this word for a hunter. Da lie, he's like, we, we just refer to someone that walks in the woods, like a walker of the woods. It's just a part of it. And he talks about the different ways they go out into the woods and uh, the different kind of like almost ceremonies that they do to to kind of ask the 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 woods the nature the ziran to give them what they need and if they don't get what they need in the in the hunt in the dalie then uh, they just say oh i'm not i'm not as able as i'm i should be i don't i don't like i just haven't i'm not as able as i should be So lots of cool things to listen to in this first section about um, kind of hunting and nature. But again, if you're not getting anything, just focus on what you do know. Try to pick out a few words that repeat a lot. Look those up. And then, but otherwise, just let it flow into your brain and catch these cool patterns of Chinese. Okay, great. Let's start. (laughs) 
各位听众，大家好，欢迎收听由静好听制作播出的节目《朝圣：人与自然的相遇》，我是主持人陈德正。人来自于自然，而往未知途中的探索，去接近一个比自己更崇高的目标，就是朝圣的行动。这集邀请到的来宾是我很多好朋友的好朋友，但直到今天的录音现场呢，我才第一次见到他的本尊，就是布农族歌手马永恩。永恩与浓南乐团曾经入围金曲奖最佳原住民语专辑和最佳原住民语歌手。近年，他则号召部落青年一起上山修路，希望把他们的现居地马远部落和祖居地丹大重新连接在一起。Okay, I just want to hop in real quick. And 原住民 that's a really important word here that you hear hear a lot. Um, that's uh Aborigine, so the 原原住 so the original living people. Groups of people. 原住民 mean means like a, a civilization of people, like 原民 Um, and so that's a that's a really key word here. 原住民 and the 布农族 is a his specific tribe of those Aborigines. Okay, we'll keep going. 那是一条什么样的返家路呢？永恩又在路上看见了什么风景？我们这集就来好好的聊一下。先请永恩跟各位听众打个招呼吧。Hello, 大家好，我是永恩。Hi. 我还是用习惯的方式介绍自己啊。好，嗯，南岸的帮的杜罗斯、芒果果、丹格沙、新南关，伊那鲁马汉、卡林古的巴环、米库米桑、乌尼朗。啊，永文好，谢谢你来参加这个节目、嗯。然后今天应该会有很多惊喜，我非常期待啊、哦。嗯，那我知道你出生在花莲马远的布农部落，那那个地方离我有点遥远，可不可以请你和我们描述一下那边的环境？然后你成长的过程中呢，自然对于你大概是一个什么样的存在？我的家乡在花莲的马远部落，它其实在万荣乡的一个村落，地理位置就是在瑞穗跟光复的中间。嗯，讲清楚一点的位置就是复原蝴蝶谷的对面。呃，我们部落其实蛮特殊的，因为在我们乡内，我们就是唯一的布农族，然后其他的五个村都是泰鲁格族，我们对面的村落又是阿美族。嗯，待会会讲到我们为什么会到马远的地方。嗯。所以唯一的布农族，而且就在花莲的北边，算北边了。因为其他大家有概念的话，布农族大概是南投、嗯、台东、高雄，我们是花莲比较北边的布农族，而且是单社群。嗯，那自然对我来说，其实因为我生命，我的生活范围就是自然了。对、就是，这个问题就很像城市人会问的。對,<笑>对啊，就是我们没有自然这个概念呢、啊，其实就是我们看到的山、种谷、嗯嗯，或者是更里面的山而已。嗯，或者是山里面的耕地，所以自然对我来说就是你也说不出它是一个位置，但是它就在你的生活范围，嗯，对啊，你要去耕作或是保住，一定要到山里面的耕地去，嗯，它跟我们是生活息息相关的，包括生活文化上面祭典仪式都取自于我们讲的自然。Okay, there's that really cool part. There was a lot of hard things to understand if you're not familiar with Taiwan's、uh, geography. He's talking about a lot of cities. There, you can go back and listen if you want. But he's talking about a lot of cities on the east coast of of Taiwan. Hualien is a kind of famous one, and、uh, he's talking about his tribe that lives there. It's kind of a unique tribe, and he, he named a few other tribes.、Um, that's Zhu. You maybe heard that. And then he talks about this kind of Ziran, and he's like, he's like, well, Ziran. He's like, 没有这个概念 We don't have this kind of concept. He's like, Ziran 就是 Like it's just like everything around you is nature, right? So it's like we just have like what's in the mountains, you know, what's by the mountains. It's not really this idea of like 自然 is really hard. This idea of nature, it's really hard for them to kind of 
hard for him to understand that it being a, something separate from you because that's just maybe where his life is, right? And this is where it's like it's like his home. So it's not really this kind of separate thing. Okay, in the next section, though, you're going to hear them talk a lot about hunting. So this da lie and lie ren. Listen for those words. Da lie, lie ren. That means a uh, da lie means to hunt, um, and to lie ren is a hunter. So they're going to be talking a lot about that in this next section. Listen up for those words. So you can say, "Nature" to you is natural. Oh, Tatinetruibung, 会走进山里面我们会用酒或者是肉或者是现在有用香烟来点烟然后告诉里面的山啊路啊所有自然还有主灵跟他们说我们进到山里面请保守我们平安我们的伙伴我们今天要去的方向天气都能够安好在打猎过程当中给我
。你大概是几岁的时候开始打猎的？我很晚呢、欸，我大概大学才开始练习走路，都是从背开始。背是背东西吗？对，背猎物或是背水、背背工具，很累。但是当时会觉得很好玩呢、啊，就是现在觉得哎、欸，还好有这样的一个经历。你们这种组里面打猎的记忆是如何传承下去？是祈祷教，还是说你们同才之间会分享一些技巧？同才是一定会、嗯，但是教这件事情，我们没有再明确的教、嗯，就是你就跟着。布农族的个性就是，你想学织布，你想学唱歌，你想学打猎，你就是跟着。老人家不会在你旁边耳提面面说：“哎。”这个地方要怎么走？这个地方是怎么样？你要自己去了解。可是他们讲话，你就会知道说哪一个地方，或是哪一个位置，你该学什么东西。That's such a cool part because he's like, he's like, oh, how did you, how did you learn to do all these things like going on the hunting? He's like, he's like,、oh, at first I didn't really hunt, you know, I just carried things. And he's like, oh, 大学才开始 So he said he started in college, but then、uh, he's like, hey, how do they teach them these things in the tribe? And he's like, 没有没有什么。没有什么教 ，like he's like 教 this idea of teaching like 没有什么教，你跟着，跟着 ，that's cool. It says、oh, we just follow, right? They don't really. It's not like the elders of their tribe just、uh, taught them. We just followed. That's just like how they do it. We 我们就是跟着，跟着，不管是什么，是打猎还是 ，he's like, uh, uh, singing or or hunting or just like we just know if you go this direction, like if I just 跟着 ，that's how you learn to do things. You know, just that's an interesting way, right, of thinking about it with teaching. It's like we're 跟着，没有什么教，就跟着，跟着。我觉得这应该也是文化的不太一样，因为像汉族啊，或者平地人，他会有一个学习的概念，有补习班嘛，嗯，要去学校。你们好像就是生活中自然而然的，就是你可能也不觉得你在学一个东西，但是你就是耳濡目染，对，然后你自然而然就会了。而且你学的心态一定要。我们一定都是从被骂开始了，<笑>被骂<罵笑>被念了，<笑>然后你的心态会慢慢调整，<笑>你应该慢慢讲，慢慢学，慢慢跟。<笑>所以，我们布农族在学东西，我们讲拉比拉比，就是跟着，跟着哦。西姆从西姆开始，西姆是什么？就是模仿开始。嗯<笑>，对。然后，我想用一首歌来讲，就是学习的过程跟进到山林里面我们的关系。好，那 That's so cool. He's like, because the the host is like. You know, in like、uh, kind of this like、uh, Chinese culture,、um, he's like we have these like 学习这个概念 He's like、oh, we have this like learning、uh, idea, and he's like 有什么补习班补习班 These are the, like these cram schools they call them. 补习班 If you've heard that word before, it's like the it's these extra classes they go to after school to really cram. He's like it's all about learning. It's all about learning. And then the、uh, the Aborigine guy here, he's like.、Uh, He's like, yeah. We, he's like, mostly we just learn by just getting they, um, ma, this ma, that idea. Like they they、uh, scold you, they just scold you, right? And so he's like, and and imaman tiaojeng. So you just like slowly adjust like your mind, and you adjust to like the learning, and then you just、uh, start to gunja and muofang. That's a cool word to to imitate muofang. So he's saying that's how they learn, right? Is that. It wasn't so much like just like sitting down in a class and teaching. It was just doing stuff, gunja, and then the elders of their tribe getting really mad at them when they did it wrong, and then they would just slowly tiaojeng adjust, and they would muofang and gunja, so they'd be imitate and then follow, and that's kind of how they learn to do these different things. 哎，我这边顺便跟听众大家稍微解说一下，就是刚才大家听到这个。
很悠扬的这个吉他拨弦，并不是我们的罐头音效，<笑>哦、是今天永恩就拿了一把木吉他。<笑>哎，这个也是自然认。对，发生的,生的对，因为其实我本来你的这个开场稿中，我有说呃，希望有一天可以听到你唱歌，结果没想到你今天就把吉他拿来了。好，那我们就来听你唱这首。So it's funny that guitar music you hear, he said "gita." If you want to go back and listen to that clip, he said "gita." That guitar clip, that's not like background music insert. He's really playing in the background. He just started playing, just barely as they were talking. He's like, "Oh yeah, 很自然的 So it's like, "Oh, I just naturally started doing that." So there's that word again, 自然 So he just started naturally playing it.、And、I think right now he's going to play、uh, kind of a one of his Aborigine songs that this from his tribe here that we'll get to hear.、Um, so I think that's just a pretty cool part. So that guitar, guitar. 好，接下来这首歌叫做，在中文叫做《猎犬机枪歌》。那其实更贴近我们的讲法叫做比希拉语。比希拉语其实就是丰盛的意思。而且老人家的注解上面更提醒我们要要很谦卑的丰盛，就是我们刚刚讲的那些事情，然后都是取之于自然，感恩于自然，才有才可以让自己保住。好，唱这首歌，希拉里。Mother, <笑>好刚才这首歌实在是太疗愈了然后随着这个永恩的歌声跟琴弦波弹声出来了我们这个录音室的灯也慢慢变暗了哦有气氛了对就是越来越有气氛现在大概只差类似酒精类的饮料所
一直常常听到老人家他们讲那个那个地方、嗯、那个方向，其实就在我们部落的正对面，他们都讲那个一打那里一打就是马秀呃甘露，就是我们都是过去打猎的方向。然后后来我才知道，其实最靠近部落的这一侧这一面山，就是八仔山往部落的方向这一侧，其实就是阿公的猎场。嗯，他们都没有提到关门古道四个字，嗯，可是都有讲路。这件事情，就海的蛋有一个可以走的路，然后也提到猎场这个地方，然后也告诉我说：“哎，以后可以过去。” Okay, so here there's a lot that was talking. That's such a cool song, right? Um, so he keeps referring to this lu, right? And that could be a few different words. But he's talking about this road and talking about it kind of more in this abstract idea. And they use this word called gu dao.、Uh, there, this kind of the ancient path. Ancient roads. This is to be kind of like a really philosophical thing, where it's kind of like the the ideas that are passed down. These tra- ancient traditional ideas that are passed down. These gudao, and he was just talking about how the elders would always refer to this kind of this like place, like over there, or like this this hunting place that they'd go, and they'd often refer to it as this lu, this path, this road, and so it's kind of this. They're kind of talking about a more abstract idea here. So, kind of this the. The way, the way, right? Maybe you've heard of that concept、uh, before. It's kind of the way, the path, and so this kind of gets a little more abstract. And so again, if you're not getting any of this, don't worry about it. Just let it pass over your brain. Got some cool ideas happening here. 一直到后来大学的时候，然后有开始跟着阿公上山。嗯，他的他的告诉我说，这边以前是清清朝的时候搭的路。走的路，你看，你最往上，我们底下会看到石头。那时候觉得他开玩笑的，结果就真的石阶很清楚。然后石阶又在零线的那个零线上，嗯，就是左右都是悬崖，都是悬崖、嗯，对。然后也是阿公他可以继续米的讲每一个地方他的布农族的名字。以前我就只记得那个他讲的位置名字，然后那边哪里可以取水。我心里面就觉得，哎，怎么那么厉害？怎么在山顶上会有这个路？而且那个路不是好走的路呢，是有些路是真的是像在爬那个梯子一样。嗯，对啊。那你 ，All right, important word here. 阿公，阿公 ，you're hearing that a lot. 阿公 ，that's a that's a kind of a, a in Taiwan they often refer to this as their grandpa. So the 阿公 ，so he's referring to his grandpa and going walking with his grandpa. And his grandpa referring to this road, and he, he took it literally as a kid, right? This road, and he's like, "Wow, how Lehi like the Shanting, like on the top of these mountains,、um, there's there's a path there, and、uh, it seems like the grandfather's talking more of this abstract road or way. So this every time you hear that, his agong, and then、uh, he kind of asks him like, 'When do you when did you first start? I think in this next clip, where do you when did you first start walking with your agong?'" And、so that's kind of just what that means. That grandfather, that's going to be really helpful to you. You 第一次跟阿公走，你们大概走到哪里？你们走了多远？我们最远走到轮胎纹山顶。嗯，然后就那个时候天气也是也是好的，可以看到重谷，嗯，看到海岸海岸山脉，甚至看到海边。阿公就跟我说：“哎，那个这个地方是我打猎的地方。”然后往里面一点，他讲的往里面一点就是往。庄山脉的方向讲，他的家，他出生的地方在那个地方，嗯、所以我就想，哎、欸，你的家不是在马远吗？<笑>我们家不是在马远吗、嗯？然后我后来才知道，原来阿公出生的地方
，是在南投的丹大。嗯，对，哎、欸，原来部落有这一段故事，我才知道，哎、嗯，蛮、欸、好玩的。对，所以有一点就像是一个你的身世的来历，对对对，有一种可能你到大学之后，你才赫然发现说啊，原来我们这个部落是从那边迁徙过来的。对，然后你对你的家可能就有一种想象，想说可能有一天要去走一走。嗯，而且小时候我一直。觉得很好奇，为什么那么多人拿着笔跟纸在阿公旁边收集故事，还是阿公讲，他们就认真的写、嗯。那时候因为小时候没有感觉嘛，因为就是生活在一起，而且这些人怎么都是读书人的感觉。然后那个时候才发现，原来阿公可以很很自然的讲他的故事。啊，你原来这个故事跟我生命有很很大的渊源。嗯So in that section, he's talking about his grandfather talking about this path, this this way. I was like,、um, on these shanding, and he's like, okay, this is where I'm from, and he, this is where he realizes that、like, oh, I'm not from this place that I am now, and they they came from another place, right? And so they talked about when they were younger, his grandfather, his agong, would talk, and everyone would be writing down the stories,、uh, and so they'd kind of be capturing and writing down all these stories, and.、Uh, Recording, uh, 很自然 That's what he says. 很自然就会讲故事 He naturally would just start telling all these stories of our kind of 来源 um, kind of our origin and where we come from. All right, I'm not going to hop back in here. Um, I think what we're going to ask you to do now is just do a passive listen for the rest of it. If you're getting some of it, great. But just for the rest of it, just go do something. Just leave it on. Uh, just kind of keep walking and let the the rest of this Chinese kind of just flow over you. If you're catching things, you kind of have a context of what they're talking about now. This is a very cool Aboriginal guy, uh, singer, uh, singer that's talking about kind of these these paths that lead to home and kind of this con- abstract concept and there and his、uh, family and his tribe's connection to nature. You're gonna hear a lot more co- um conversations about that. This is that's probably a good amount of really active hard listening. Your brain starts. Sure, is starting to give up. So at this point, just you can kind of check out and let it just flow over you like music. Just listen to it in the background. You can do something else, but just keep the sound on, and just do something else. You know,、uh, you can be even playing video games, or you can be、uh, just kind of playing around with something, or doing something, or cleaning up, or something. But just let it flow over you, and just let the sound and rhythm of the language. Uh, enter your brain because that is just as important like we were talking about. All right, we'll see you on the other side, and we'll kind of finish the podcast here. And we'll just let them write out the rest of this and just let it flow nice and passively, but it'll still be of lots of value and use to you. And just try, still try to pick out a few words if you can. Listen for some good patterns. Look up some words you're curious about. But we'll end it there. 谢谢，谢谢，再见。那就是一种口述历史的概念嘛。对对对对。其实我们现在讲的关门古道，应该是后来的人给他的名字啊。就是说，听你这样说，你们其实布农族，你们这个单社群的族人哦、嗯，其实很早就可能几百年就慢慢把这条路踏出来。嗯。然后在清代的时候，因为一些治理的需求，所以他就开辟了一条横贯中央山脉东西的道路。对。然后现在大家可能会说，起点是从南投的吉吉。对。然后东边的终点就是花莲的富源村嘛、嗯，关门古道的名字好像是因为有个关门山，对，中间有个关门山。对，那其实这个关门山，其实这种自然界的万物本来是没有名字的，嗯，关门山也是人家给予的，所以其实也许在你的先祖走的时候，关门山也不叫关门山，对，它就是一座山，它就是一个我们讲路路
山头而已。嗯嗯，对啊，就是比较高的地方而已，然后有水的地方，关门水池，在文献上是蛮重要的，因为那边有一个花表嘛。可是对我们来说，那个老人家说那就是一个沼泽地，对，然后可以取水的地方，我们讲宁宁阿，然后又发现哎，宁阿这个话也蛮奇妙的，宁阿在我们的。文化概念理解上，它其实叫海、湖，所以以前布农族可能没有看过海，嗯，然后就看到可能日月潭、湖，可是他就把这个名字一样，在山上的海、山上的湖，然后前面加了一个泥啊，就是它有点泥泞，就是沼泽地，嗯，对啊，所以又觉得蛮奇妙的，因为我们的山跟字在这个。路上都会被理解，都会被找出来。其实我还蛮好奇、嗯，第一个看到海的布农族人，他心里不知道在想什么，<笑>就是啊，哦，原来这个是原来海这么大，比较大的海，啊、哦，比较大的海而已嘛，哈、哦。哎<笑>、欸嗯，我们刚才录音前在聊一个事情，我觉得很有趣，就是说我们在讲爬山，爬山，其实你们也没有爬山这个概念。对，其实小时候一直听到爬山，爬山啊、嗯，就是我们以为的爬山就是像远足，嗯、<笑>就是。就是有包包，然后上去走路这样子。可是原来爬山是一个现在的理解是，它是一个很棒的过程，嗯，甚至可以<笑>对对生命一个休闲活动，对，對好像还有哲学感，对。可是对你们可能就是生活的一部分，是吧？对，因为这个理解也是从二零一八我们走完全程的时候，嗯嗯我们在路程当中有越界很蛮资深的一些老师们，对，晚上。起火的时候，我们就跟他们聊这件事情啊，关于进到山林里面登山这件事情。然后我们就问老师说：“老师，你们爬山不是都要很清楚走这个点到哪一个点，然后怎么进去就要想办法出来或者撤退想办法？”他是这样回答。好，我就跟我一个很好的伙伴就是、阿达，嗯，我们就对看了，然后再看几个哥哥说：“哎，跟我们想的不一样呢。”当我们进到山林里面的时候，我们就想办法不要出来，嗯。这个概念不一样，就是你要想办法在里面待越久越好。嗯，在里面活得好好的，那活得好好的，就是你要更清楚你现在的区域，甚至你可以在那边种东西，取得养分。这是老人家跟我们，或是带着我们所学到的，对啊。然后两个放在一起的时候，发现其实山就在那边，我们在这个路上当中都在学习。对，就是用不同的方法去接近它。嗯，因为可能可能城市人或是登山者想的是怎么撤退了，嗯，但你们可能想的是另外一件事情。那这个关门古道，它的海拔高低落差应该蛮大的，所以应该也你们这样慢慢爬升的过程中，当然酒应该会越喝越多了哈。然后你们看到的那个植物啊，<笑>地景应该也会慢慢不同，可以跟我们听众稍微描述一下，你进入古道之后。你在那边上下的过程中，那个有什么变化？其实，关门古道我们这条回家的路难的一点就是它要上两千下两千、嗯，或者是上一千，嗯，就一直上上下下，嗯，几乎没有一个小时平平的这样，嗯、没有、嗯，就是一直上上下下，所以你你会从很冷的地方遇到诶、欸、稍微凉一点的地方，遇到很冷的地方，嗯，或者是到更冷的地方，对啊，所以你你会从阔叶林，啊，一直走到草原，针叶林草原。那这是一个上上下下的过程当中，然后你自己要身体的心理要调整。嗯。那刚好我们在这条路上很重要的一点就是，其实你会发现老人家的公聊、列聊，或者是休息的地方
大概海拔在一千六到两千四上下，也不会太冷的地方。嗯，对，但是又好找得到火火种的地方，然后又离水有点远，又不能太近。所以我发现，因为真的是一个智慧，智慧嘛，嗯，就是你你如果离水太近的话，动物就跑掉了。如果离水太近的话，洪水暴涨，你你可能就会出事。嗯，但是你还可以去找一条路，可以方便取水。对，你们第一次发现老人家留下的猎条的时候，会不会有点感动？感动、啊、就是因为发现好像他们在庇佑着你们。真的，已经怎么这么糟糕的地方，结果他们可以在一个大石洞里面休息。嗯，然后在一个大红块的树洞里面，可以找到休息的地方。嗯，而且都是真的是很好，它附近就是很好的。取火的地方、嗯，动物又真的很多，对啊。其实对你们来说，即便你们是山里的民族，但是你们每一次进去也都是一种新的练习嘛，哈。嗯，每一次都是新的状态。对，然后就是我觉得刚刚我们一开始在录音前有提到，就是你们是先合作再分工，不像我们是什么分工合作。嗯、你可以讲一下这个概念。就是我们上山就是东西拿了就上去了，嗯、就是没有没有在。两公装的还是什么？有时候年纪小的是哦，心里面就想说：“我这么重，看我怎么都是我背。嗯”他在抱怨的过程，他还是背起来了，嗯、他还是拿起来了。可是这个就会虽然心里抱怨，可是他还是要把这件事情做好，不能不能有出事。然后在进到山林里面以后，比如说到了一个点，年纪小的他们就会自然而然去拿柴火生火。嗯然后大一点的就开始准备煮菜、煮吃的，有的搭帐篷啊，有的搭棚子啊，有的就铺啊什么，或者是找水源，就就不用讲，就会自然而然出现。对啊，其实就是一种内在的默契哈、哦。嗯，那个东西我那个、东西我觉得还蛮美的。嗯，你你不会看到有闲下来的年轻人，嗯，或闲下来的长辈，就大家就会就是一定要到火跟东西吃完的时候，我们讲那个。东西结束，赶到动动完呢，我们才可以坐下来讲今天发生的事情。嗯，对啊，而且布农族活动一定都是团体，就没有没有在单打独斗了。说你要去那边走一走，你不能一个人，你要去取柴火，然后你要去找水，不能一个人。最后再回来到火旁边，分享今天的累啊，今天的故事，今天看到什么，你今天学到什么？对，然后在睡前一定要。轮到杯子，然后我们才可以让自己的身心灵全部休息以后，我们再调整明天的状态。通常在萤火旁边，你有没有喜欢唱的歌？哦、很多，那你可以现在唱一首。好，我就唱一首《饮酒歌》好了。好，对，因为这首歌《饮酒歌》真的也是瓦工在山上教我的。嗯，他提醒了我，就是木伦在唱这首歌，在唱《饮酒歌》的时候，不是你学会了就可以唱。我们讲那个 m a 能力的时候，你有能力的时候，或者你有贡献的时候，你才可以做到圈圈里面跟着长辈一起唱这首歌，甚至被轮到杯子，这是一个学习，对啊，所以我在学会的时候，我觉得我时间还没有到的时候，我都不敢进到长辈的圈圈里面，火旁边就是插几句话这样子。现在可以了，现在可以了、啊、我觉得应该稍微可以了，<笑>我就会觉得应该是可以了。<笑><音樂><音樂><音樂>
通常这个歌唱完的时候，酒应该就递过来了啊、哦。对，但到我们这边没有酒，所以我们就大概只能把灯再关得暗一点了、哦。嗯，那呃，我有读到报道说，你们进入古道之后，然后会尽量讲母语，然后把手机关掉，也少带肉，嗯，然后学习尽量像老人家那样依赖山林而生。那可以跟我们形容一下你们在古道里面生活的那种感觉，还有日子？嗯、呃，其实这几年的积累，我们发现这样。对我们来讲啊，才越来越像那个布伦、嗯。我们其实把这几年的过程都称为“民布伦”这件事情。民布伦就是成为人，嗯，成为布农族，嗯。然后人这件事情，“布伦”这光这个字，其实就是你也是布伦，我也是布伦。不管你是汉人跟着我们上去的，你也是在练习成为你心中的布伦。嗯。然后我们自己当然多了那个布农族的这个角色，然后。我们休息的点大概都在海拔两千，当然东边这里比较湿啦，比较湿人、嗯，然后我们就会模拟那个在海拔两千家的位置，嗯，然后练习讲母语，练习把 GPS 拿掉，嗯，或是练习把手机拿掉，练习在那个地方打猎，分享歌，然后轮杯，我觉得这个过程其实蛮美的，就是。你不可能一下子把所有东西拿掉，嗯，但是你你可以找到那个老人家生活的智慧跟生活的感动，在这个位置这个时空里面，哎，你会发现，哎，我们很近，所有的伙伴，我们跟老人家很近，我们跟山很近，嗯，所以那个过程其实蛮感动的，对，其实就是一种更纯粹的，好像回到成为一个人的本质的，对，那种状态嘛，成为布农族，成为人的一个。嗯很谦虚的状态，对。你大学的时候跟阿公去走古道，嗯，然后那时候没有走完，然后二零一八年跟张安西老师，嗯，他带着一群部落青年，然后你们就算是第一次把它走完了嘛，对，然后走回你们这个主居地也是旧社丹大哦。那你还记得你第一次真的走回到丹大那个地方的时候，你你当时的感觉吗？哇，现在想都有很有画面，就是。嗯就是你终于回到那个阿公讲那个家，或是所有文化、所有故事、所有祭典、所有传说故事、歌开始的地方了，就你会觉得哇，我终于到了，在我这个年岁来看你们，对，就是我终于来到家了。然后你看到那个石板路啊
，虽然没有办法全部的样貌都在那里，可是你光是那一面墙，或是那些薄坎，你就会觉得哇，好像老人家也在附近。所以，光升起烟狼烟的时候，或是分享肉的时候，然后我们就会练习穿族服，就把族服穿上去。我们希望所有的状态都是贴近他们，讲母语啊，唱族语歌，然后那个感动，光想我就会觉得哎。欸那个才叫故事开始的地方。嗯，对，看到家务的时候，对。其实，在丹大旧社的家务跟后来你们迁移到东部的家务，那个形制样貌也不太一样嘛。就是你们是一个很会就地取材的。嗯、因为在南投那边，在丹大的食材建材都不一样，也是半岩、夜岩啊。可是，在东部这里的马兰沟溪流域的时候，石头都是比较块状的。嗯。对，然后我们也没有盖成屋顶的形式，可能就是茅草，然后木头这样子。对，可是你那个家屋的形式都还在，木字形的前面广场都有。对啊，当初你的祖先先祖们是为什么要迁徙到东部？当时有什么时空背景吗？有几个说法的，其实都可以印证。嗯、当然，很更早以前是因为找猎场。打猎打猎打到东部这边，发现哎，东部这里后山我们讲当金轮，所以这个词很早就有了。当金轮就是后面的地方，那个老鼠那么大呢，然后水路那么大，动物都很大，然后大家就开始往东，有一些人啊，打猎人就开始往东部走，啊，这是其中一个过程。但那个建的地方都不叫家，都是我们讲打落干，就是公寮猎寮而已。到他们口传里面比较。大迁移就是在一九三零的集团移住，嗯，因为时代背景的关系，被迫，真的是被迫移到东部，对，方便管理嘛，嗯，那有一些人就觉得东部太远了，还是太麻烦了，他们就又再回到西部的那个地利，还有双龙村，可是其实他们到那里的时候，其他社群的、蓝社群的、啊嗯、卡社的，他们早就已经在那里耕作了，嗯，所以有些人又回到花莲，嗯。有些人就不想走到太里面了，就在呃浊水溪的流域附近。嗯，刚刚开始有提到，就是说你们这个单社群族人在马远地带是唯一的布农族嘛？对、嗯。那你觉得这会让你们比较团结、比较孤单吗？还是你觉得身为那边少数的布农族群，就是在你成长过程中有没有什么印象或者什么的？其实蛮奇妙的呢，大家都会觉得我们可能势力单薄，可是其实我们蛮团结的。嗯，我讲的是那个民主性一直从山上迁下来，甚至在几十年前那个很传统的耕作、织布啊，或是画，都在我们部落里面都一直都有。嗯，对啊。然后，其实我们单社群迁最远的地方，我们甚至在你们是最会跑的海岸线都有我们单社群的踪迹，在封兵的高山。嗯，高山部落，还有瑞穗的奇美，嗯、呃，长滨乡的南溪，都有我们部落的族人。嗯，就是我刚讲的，都是为了寻找好的地方。嗯，所以他们到了马远以后，民国二十二年到二十五年那年间、嗯，有一群人就是过去开垦，哎、欸，发现我们那边种的东西更大。嗯，对啊，所以就有一些人就往那边开始。对啊，可能心目中家的位置，因为时代的关系背景，其实。以马远为出发点，嗯，马远一定是家，然后那个更里面的故事开始的地方是所有人的向往，嗯，对
，你最近是不是也刚从山上下来？这样讲好像不太对，因为你就一直在山上。<笑>就是你其实最近也刚走过一次古道嘛，对，虽然没有走完，那是一个拍片的经验。你要不要跟我们分享一下这次经验？应该跟过去不太一样嘛，完全不一样，因为多了比较多对山里大家所理解的那个专业的状态、嗯，而且这一趟行程只有我一个部落的主人，嗯，而且我是带着大家去、嗯，所以我会觉得那个。责任感跟压力比较大，我要 hold 住大家的那个整个状态。可是其实这个是我多余的担忧了，因为那一团其实全部都是在爬山、在登山或者在户外，都是很有经验的人，对啊，所以跟他们有一个很棒的第一次，就是很多第一次啦，第一次天气那么大好，然后第一次我一个族人，第一次可以在山上吃那么高级的菜，<笑>然后。第一次有带那么多的机具上来，然后第一次在讲话的过程当中加了不同的话，嗯，一开始觉得有点怪怪的，但是其实跟大家相处了，又觉得哎、欸，这是一个很棒的互相学习的一个经验，真的、嗯，我们都很期待看到成品啊。是，那呃，最后回到朝圣啊，因为这个节目就叫朝圣嘛、嗯，那朝圣对多数人来讲，好像就是要离家越走越远，然后去接近一个遥远的崇高的目标。但是你的朝圣好像反而是走进中央山脉的深处，然后去探看自己的原乡哦，那也是另一种回家。那如果说关门古道是你的朝圣之路的话，你觉得这条路最终会把你带到哪边去？我觉得带到哪里，我我都觉得是都是成为朝圣方向的一个位置。就就是现在我平常的工作，我也都在表演，嗯。我会觉得在唱歌的当中也是我的猎场，那个也是我在在讲主语歌的时候，我会用这条路或是我生命的养分来分享给大家，调整给大家，然后会走到哪里，其实对我来说都是这条路或是这个回家的路或是这片山给我的养分力量，我才可以去讲故事，才可以去分享，才可以成就现在我那么多的时间跟山。甚至讲简单一点，我所有的现在赚到的，其实都是因为这个山给我的养分，对啊，所以那个朝圣跟回家对我来讲都是等号。嗯，是同一件事。那首在部落里面传上的一个，它叫古鲁玛哈，鲁玛加的意思，然后加了一个古，就是回家的状态。老人家说，我们出去都是为了回家。嗯。就是你开了门出去，就是为了回家。那些跌跌撞撞啊，都是成为你生命很重要的养分。其实蛮重要的，就跟走路一样，去山上。虽然我现在是从家走到家，但是这过程当中也让我很大的提醒，更谦卑，然后更多的分享给大家。我想各位听众应该都在今天这个永恩很生动的叙述，还有优美的歌声中呢，都重新建构了对家的想象。然后希望我们有一天都有机会去体验这条，其实就延伸在海岛深处的这个朝圣之路。然后我个人也期盼有天可以看到你的演唱会，应该不是太久以后。然后也期待那个节目。谢谢你今天来上节目，谢谢吴立能。那也谢谢各位的收听，然后请持续锁定静好听制作播出的《朝圣人与自然的相遇》，我们下周见啦，拜拜。<音>